the other thing that is critical and just in line with uh, your area is is leadership. Uh, whether whether it's leadership within uh, my own organization that I have started and my business and probably even me myself as a young person uh, hiring other people <laughs> and just leading a team or even growing through the ranks in an organization how what are the dynamics as far as leading myself is concerned leading teams and an aspect of managing even my supervisors and my manager I, I would like to think there's an element of as you work together there's an element of management from each other as you get to learn how your supervisor or manager likes to receive your output and how you deliver even when it comes to feedback and giving feedback either to your peers or to uh, people you are you're leading what are the dynamics around leadership uh, when you look at it across the board thank you very much in fact you have pointed very important things leadership is the mother of all success and for any business to succeed, it depends on the leadership. Technical qualifications, knowledge, they are all important. So some of the things that one needs to really articulate and find out whether you have them is to know yourself. What are the specific qualities? A, let me start with communication. How well do you communicate your ideas and what is expected? Two, how well do you treat your staff when it comes to the business? Is there clarity on expectations? Do you have a plan? Do you have a strategy? Do you have measurable things that you expect them to do? And how do you also give them feedback? Feedback must be honest. Feedback must be straight. Feedback must not be sugar-coated. Tell the truth and the facts as it is. Then you have to also create what we call your own specific way of doing things. Am I the laggard type? Do I handle things on the spot? Am I a procrastinator? Do the people know my values? So again, establish your values. What is expected? They must know. I do not accept, for example, manipulation of data. I do not accept people who don't tell me the truth. I do not accept substandard. So from all this, you're able to create what people should know. For example, with Emmanuel, you do not go around giving excuses. He will question you. So there are a lot of qualities, and most of them is to know how do I understand myself. So it's always good to ask yourself. Unfortunately, human beings are human beings. We do not sometimes want to know about ourselves, but we are very good at pinpointing other people's mistakes. Now, if you are a career person, one is to understand what is expected of you. Get to know your organization very well. That is one. What are the expectations? Know your boss and your department. What does your boss and what is expected of you? Come with a strategy for that. I just wanted to cut you short there. Yes. On that, on that mm, point of yeah. a boss, yes. uh, how do you deal with a, a difficult boss? And in the same light, I'm a business person. How do I deal with a very troublesome client? Okay, let me just yeah. finish up you as an individual now. So once you know what is expected, start working towards that in a very systematic manner. And the easy way is once you identify what is expected of you, then also study your team. 
the people you'll be working with either below or above you or other departments. It is very important so that you start identifying their characteristics, their expectations, and you work around that. So if I know Emmanuel is a person who likes a little bit of pampering, I'll be going to Emmanuel and say, Emmanuel, you know you're such a good person, but I have a small problem. Can you assist me with this? I'll make Emmanuel feel nice and better, and I'll win them back to my to our side. So once you do that, then they are strategy. If there's expectations, make sure you are very clear that I said I'll deliver this in one week, I'll make 10 calls, I'll start logging in, I'll give feedback. So that way you are able to achieve your objectives. Now back to said uh, if you are a company yes. and the boss. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a difficult, uh, or I consider my boss very, very difficult. Nothing I do yes. is up to standard. Mm. Is they just see that I am, I'm, I'm not, I'm not good at anything that I am doing, and I'm being really frustrated. How do yes. I go about that? Uh, now on the same, uh, on the entrepreneurship side, I am running my organization. I have this client who is constantly, constantly. Uh, just just probably changing the brief or just being so very unrealistic I would like to think or just it's just our relationship is just challenging how do I manage the client I don't want to lose the client because I want to actually do the job and get paid but I am I'm frustrated even as I as I want to deliver okay I'll start with the bad boss <laughs> quotes yes. um, or whom we call the toxic boss People are difficult, and yes, the human beings can be very difficult. Some things are easier said than done, but there are a few tricks. We call them tricks because you have to keep on trying them. Some people, we call them, they're just bad, malicious. But one thing we know, nobody does anything bad without knowing that they are doing something bad. The thief knows they are going to steal. so. He can't say, I didn't know. The bad boss who shouts at the people knows that he's doing that for a reason. So what can we do about it? The first thing is, most of us don't tell the boss how we are feeling after they treat us how we do. So we encourage somebody. It doesn't matter, you may be fearing about his job, but I can tell you this will work. One time, just stand up to your boss after all his shouting, seek a meeting with him and tell him, Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so or Miss So-and-so, yesterday you came to our office, you shouted, you called at this, you called at this type of names, and this hurt us, our feelings, and I'm sorry it is affecting our emotions. You scare us. Is there anything else that you'd like us to be doing if we have done that? or work to the person individually if you do not want to feel like you are raising a conspiracy and tell the person there's something I really want to discuss with you. Most of the time they will, they will just ask you, what do you want to discuss? And say, yesterday you came, you shouted at me in front of my people or my team. It really made me feel very bad. It hurt me very badly. And I had a very bad afternoon. They will have to reflect about it. They may start explaining it. I did that, oh, you know, you have been annoying me. I give you work, you don't do it in time. So they say, see, but you just say, sir, by shouting and calling me names, it just hurt me. 
and it's affect the team. Chances are, he will think you're the conspirator in the team, or he will say, oh my God, I have been found out. The worst thing you can do is to show him his or her weaknesses. Just show them how you're feeling. That normally works. Okay. Try it, yeah. walk in, book a meeting, and tell the person exactly what you're feeling. Then ask them, what would you like me to do differently so as not to make the mistakes or to achieve? Then he may tell you that. Then next time you just tell them, now I have done this, you have still shouted, is there anything I should do to make sure that I meet your expectations? They will keep on upping your expectations until one time I say, boss, I don't understand. I have done everything, but we still this. However, fact is, if this situation comes, with your people sometimes, uh, one of my bosses told me one time, if a situation cannot change, do not get into mental anguish, you can also start looking. But don't quit before you have tried everything. One of those two tricks. And it, it, it works sometimes, a lot of times. 80% have advised people to do that, even at very senior levels. And on the yeah. other side, the, the now we come to business, you have a client who is changing the, either even the goal or the goal posts. I think you follow the same thing. Uh, one, in, before you get into any discussion or into any deal with a client, please make sure you have agreed all the expectations on writing. One, what is it I'm supposed to do? You narrate and preferably, don't make it too complex for small business by getting into contracts, but you can say in a sheet of paper, is this what you expect from me? Yes. Have another meeting. I want to clarify. Then you can say sign here, sign here. If they change, then you can always ask them precisely what do you want? Put it down. Unfortunately, we find a lot of people don't like putting things down. They prefer doing a lot of informal things. Insist, you do it yourself, sketch it. If it is something you're designing for them or whatever it is, then you can always ask, what else do you ex need from me? You say, that is okay. And unfortunately, if it is still not working, give it the best shot. But sometimes we say, let go. There are clients of mine I am coaching and we reach a point and see we are not making headway. And I just have to tell them, I think we are not making progress. Is there anything you'd like me to do to take us forward? If they were to give me and say, yeah, if you did like this, say fine. If I do it three, four times, then I have to be very frank. So sometimes in as much as we're looking for the business, it's also important to be very clear and firm. Others, I know it. I can spend six months trying to get into a deal with a client. If it's not working, I just say, I'm sorry, sir, or madam, yes. Okay, thank you, thank you. Um, I think now, I would just, I want to pick up from where you talked about uh, just having that discussion with, with your boss and actually expressing yourself in terms of uh, your feelings. You, you, you said, I should actually go and say, what you said hurt me. It made me feel like this. It affected me in a particular area. It even affected uh, my work. And every time I have an assignment from you, I'm actually very fearful. 
So I end up not doing a good job. And uh, I want us to get into what, what's currently happening now and the effect it's having on, on our jobs and our careers. Because we've talked about uh, making the decision between following your passion or following the money. Fine, you make a decision, you get into your chosen field, career in this particular point. You're relating with people, you are growing in your leadership, you are dealing with uh, your boss and your team. But now we, at a, we are at a point where many people are dealing with job loss. Uh, you've talked about now, I want to bring in the aspect of how people are feeling, mm -hmm. even in terms of going around the, those conversations uh, now in light of COVID and the impact it's having on businesses. And how are organizations at this particular point in time thinking about uh, their risks, their preparedness, and more particular, their human resource? I think recently uh, we had the health CS talk about now the government being able to provide uh, psychological assistance to people. And I just want to tie that to emotional support. People are right now losing their jobs. Businesses are going down. How am I as a young person who is either, yeah, in my early days in career, or my business that I've been starting to, to run, I probably have one or two staff members. How do I support them? How are organizations thinking about it? And how do we as young people prepare ourselves for, for post-COVID? Now in light of excellence and positioning ourselves around what is happening. Well, thank you, Manu, for that. Yes, this is a very difficult uh, time for everyone and much more focusing on businesses. Businesses are having a very big challenge in terms of uh, businesses have been disrupted, survival, and the future. For most employers, a lot of discussions have revolved at how to deal with uh, the employees. A lot of ideas have been advanced and for most of us what we are advising and a good employer should do is one treat the employees as humanly as you can it's a difficult time two for the employee please try to understand your employer's point of view because if the business has been disrupted and there is no income they cannot continue paying you and if you're not working because a there's no business, then of course there's no income. Many have come with various methods, and some of them are like sending people on leave, those who have pending leave, sending people on unpaid leave, others are just say go home, when we resume, we will call you back. But then others are not talking about, uh, for example, payments. So for the small businesses, is even more difficult because we don't have what we call hedge funds to keep us going yeah. in case of uh, this kind of thing. Yeah. So the first thing you do is to have a very candid discussion with the employees. Communicate to them exactly what is happening, what you intend to do, why you intend to do it that way, and what are the benefits of doing that. For example, if I say I cannot continue paying you because I have no money, I cannot pay you for the next two months, I'll send you away, I'll review the situation after three months on a monthly basis, keep in touch with me, I'm able to pay you 
20% of your salary or 30% of your salary for the next six months, it sounds more humane than telling you go. Unfortunately, employees are also telling employers, oh, I can't go, uh, why are you chasing us? And unfortunately, they will just revoke the Employment Act and the labor laws and declare people redundant. And the more you resist, it means they cannot come back to you in terms of goodwill. You may lose their goodwill. That is one. For those who can afford, they are also establishing, yes, support groups. Uh, like, for example, some companies have said, we have a, a, a counselor, a psychiatrist around, so that in the event somebody needs to know, you can call, whether it is at your own cost, but the counselor will, is at the cost of employee. So it's a matter of really what I would call rational thinking and bearing in mind that we are all together in this, so the decisions we take and how we react will determine our relationship in future. So for businesses, one, cut your costs. For us, even myself, cut your costs. I know it, is, it seems easier than done, but it's the reality. There are basic things I have to do. I have to pay rent, for someone has to pay rent, they have to eat. Maybe these are our immediate things. Yes. And a good employee is the one who is saying, if I give you 30,000 or 25,000 shillings, we need to meet your basic needs. So that is one. You had another part of that question? Yeah, that, that's, uh, I think, th thanks, you've responded to it uh, well. The second part of it was fine. We're in this particular situation. How do I, as a young person, uh, position myself uh, for excellence now for the post-COVID time? As you've said, uh, we may have lost our jobs, our business may be going down, but what should I be doing now that uh, I'm spending time at home? How should I be using my time? Now, specifically in light of just my own growth and looking at my career, uh, because we are, we are praying and hopeful that uh, this, this pandemic will pass and, uh, and we'll, we'll continue, we'll, we'll sort of ease into uh, a period where things sort of, I don't want to call them normal because things are not going back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, going back to a point where globally uh, businesses are starting to recover and eventually uh, rising. So how do I, as a young person, position myself uh, to take up, to, to even capitalize on opportunities that will arise mm -hmm. uh, from this pandemic? Okay, thank you. That, that, that's something which is uh, of great concern to all of us. And uh, before I answer that, there's something I would like to add in regard to how businesses should be responding. One, it is a lesson to all businesses in terms of how prepared are we for emergencies, for disruptions in our businesses? The lessons that business have learned is we don't, some of us did not even foresee what this disruption has caused. For example, uh, working from home, we were not prepared for that. So something, did we have policies to guide us that? Two, did we have, for example, funds that could sustain business? Do we commit our money to our own personal static investments without leaving a certain, what we could call an emergency fund? 
that if I don't make a sale in the next three months, six months, do I have enough money to keep me going for six months eight, to meet the company's uh, operating expenses, also my own expenses? So it's a learning. Do we have the technical infrastructure to support our businesses? To what opportunities are there other than what we had? For example, now, they, as they say, in adversity, there is always opportunities. Correct. Certain businesses are now thriving. Yes. Others are dying. So it is also a time to say, yes, can we be thinking outside our box? Some restaurants didn't have delivery, had not registered for delivery services. So almost all hotels and cafes, a lot, have now started that. But it's too late. There are those who were already and they had customers, so we are doing it. So that is something. So for the youth now, how do we manage and what should we be doing? Uh, to me, this is a time to reflect. One, the business that you are doing, the work that you are doing, is to sit back and reflect on it, analyze it. What can I, if I was in this type of business, it is easily disrupted by a pandemic of this nation. And there are many types of disasters. Yes. Is it possible in my career, there are certain skills I could have gotten that could have been useful in this type of scenario? Life will not be back to usual from henceforth. So we, start, we should start thinking of what we call maybe reskilling. What other skills could you have now as you sit in your house, in your room, that you could be working with and be sustaining yourselves financially? So it's to look now at the skills and the opportunities. But what, what more we're looking is what is needed now, as I said earlier, what pain can I resolve now of people? And then that is why. So what have we seen? Tech is one of those things. People are really getting into tech issues, coding, app, apps. Yeah. Everybody's coming to an app. And I can imagine in the next six months or so, we're going to have a lot of apps, not only here, but worldwide, but localized ones, where we can do, get good jobs. Uh, we'll start thinking how to work at home, what kind of jobs. Employers will have to think, do I need to have 20 people in my office? No. You work half day at home, I'll invest 40,000 shillings and buy you a laptop. And instead of you paying as a monthly appeal days, do we work on commissions? Yes. So it's time to reflect now. And also time, there are also reskilling. There are a lot of opportunities out there, online courses. You can register and say, I wanted to improve on this. Instead of spending a lot of time, of course, on entertainment, which is good in this time to stay sane, but don't spend all your time on the TV or on the laptop or phone. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. <laughs> Madangani. I think uh, what I just want now to give you an opportunity to sort of uh, have a parting shot uh, to all our viewers and uh, young people who are watching. What, what are your key, yeah, just, just your parting shot uh, to, to, to our viewers. Sorry? Uh -huh. Oh, you took some. Thank you. Then I, I want, to, I want him to. 
give a bad effect. How we that how many minutes? Maybe? So thank you, Mr. Madangani. Uh, we have really enjoyed uh, having this, this discussion. Just want to give you an opportunity to speak to the audience and just share your parting shot as far as uh, the youth and careers and growth is concerned uh, and us pursuing excellence. Um, thank you, Emmanuel. Uh, what I'd like maybe just to say is, one, the issue, we have a lot of issues that surrounding employment and youth and employment. Uh, jobs, as we say, are scarce, but we also say there are a lot of opportunities. But you have to learn to know where are these jobs? What are the type of jobs that are available? Then we have to get ourselves from a mindset that jobs are only in the informal sector. Yes, the, inf the formal sector is what we all dream to go but not all job opportunities are in formal sector. The youth should start thinking seriously about self-employment. And when you mean self-employment, is getting that one activity, which you can start very small. Don't think, think big and start small. Don't look at the challenges and the blocks. Start with what your end goal is. So you can start slowly and say, can I start? I like what you said about design. I always give an example of somebody who had done a degree in BCom, but started small by selling snacks. And today they run a whole business which is a multi-million, but they started small. So start looking outward. Two, in your careers, start actually assessing yourself. What are the skills I need to progress? What is it that I need to make me different and better from others? Then it is very important to seek advice. Look for mentors, look for coaches. They could be somebody you work with, somebody you admire. Do your networking. I know we say sometimes we know all, I uh, have done an MBA even. Yes, that is important, but work is through experience. So look for networks and people. Jobs also are not in the papers. Pe jobs are a, as LinkedIn has done a, a research, so has Gallup. And they have discovered that about 60% of jobs are through referrals. Another almost 30% are through professional medias like LinkedIn, Fuzu, selecting uh, executive selection firms. So go there. That is where the jobs are. Don't look at the papers. Two, learn how to prepare yourself for your business. For when you're going to the interview, don't take it for granted. As a HR and as a career coach, we know that it is not the most qualified person sometimes who gets the job, but the person who presented a, a very good CV or presented themselves well. So be prepared. Finally, seek help. Help is available freely in your neighborhood, in your network, and you will look forward to a successful career. Thank you, Emmanuel. Thank you so much. Uh, 
think just I just want to do a quick recap. We said follow your passion, uh, grow in your leadership as you grow uh, your team. And now that uh, we'll be at home, position yourself. Just going back to how the conversation started, as he said, there are businesses that are now thriving. So as you make your decision as to a career to get into or a business to go into, the, the success factors that he talked about, uh, is the business I'm going into likely to be affected by such a thing or not? And what are the skills that I can learn right now that can position me for excellence in the days to come? So I just want to thank you once again for making time to be here with us. Thank you to everybody who's, uh, who's been watching. And I want to welcome you to share your questions uh, on our social media platforms. Mr. Madangani will be able to respond to them. And I just want to close with uh, the words in Ecclesiastes 9.10 that whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. And I think that is a call of excellence, doing everything uh, with with all the might, with everything that is in you, give it 100%. So thank you, uh, God bless you, and stay safe.